time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Portrait of a Bush League Fuhrer named Peter Vomber. A sparse little man who feeds off his self-delusions and finds himself perpetually hungry for want of greatness in his diet. And like some goose-stepping predecessors, he searches for something to explain his hunger and to rationalize why a world passes him by without saluting. The something he looks for and finds is in a sewer. In his own twisted and distorted lexicon, he calls it faith, strength, truth. But in just a moment, Peter Vollmer will ply his trade on another kind of corner, a strange intersection in a shadow land called the Twilight Zone. Episode number 106 of The Twilight Zone was uh, titled, He's Alive, but uh, we're going to subtitle this episode, Keith Tries to Not Say Something That'll Get Him Fired. <laughs> um, who knew that uh, neo-Nazis were such a problem 18 years after the war's end? So that, that's actually one thing I definitely wanted to uh, to touch on. You know, for, first of all, let, let's uh, let's dig into the uh, into the story a little bit. It, it follows uh, Dennis Hopper. Which I, I believe he has a name. It's uh, Peter uh, Peter Fulmer is his yeah. is his name, and uh, so basically he's um, you know he, he's talking to a crowd and and saying some stuff that'll uh, that'll get some people uh, get some people angry, and they do, and they uh, they they sort of like tear down his little uh, little <laughs> speaking stand thing, which which to your point is exactly what you would expect somebody to do like eighteen years after World War Two ended. Yeah, it's it's really weird because first of all, Dennis Hopper's amazing in this. Just to get that that out of the way, um, I it's it it's so bizarre because you know you, you're kind of shoved into this episode where Dennis Hopper is going through you know everything that you think a neo Nazi would say, but then it's juxtaposed with like you know some some you know. Italian American stereotypes on the, on a brownstone in in Brooklyn in the sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like ah, get out of here, you know. And it, it it's just it it's very weird to assume that uh, that cropped up so early after the end of the war. Uh, yeah, it is. And another thing that's uh, you know, I, I'm I'm assuming this was a, this was intentional, but um, he's friends with an old Jewish guy. <laughs> and he's friends with an old Jewish guy who they say uh, he uh, he spent nine years at D- Dachau, which um, closed. When was liberation? Forty four, I assume. Probably would have been forty five. I'm I'm guessing it was it was right towards the end. So at the most, he I mean, I I guess regardless, at the most, he's only eighteen years removed from being in a concentration camp and he takes under his wing a young upstart neo-nazi <laughs> which i'm guessing he probably you know because you know as they're as they're talking they they it does seem like they've had a uh relationship they, they've known each other for a long time so true let's give him credit that when he was a uh, when he was a young boy seeking uh seeking shelter from abusive parents uh he probably was not saying oh you know Darn these Jews! Uh, <laughs> like that at, at the time, probably not. Definitely not with that level of enthusiasm. But but you'd think like 
the, the fact that the one guy who actually showed him kindness, which, which by the way, he does actually say later in, in the episode, you know, you're the only guy who's ever been nice to me. You'd think that would like, th that would change your view on some things. I, I, I assume that, yeah, I mean, th there are a, a, a bunch of, you know, allegories here. And I guess the, the first one is, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, who's nice to you and, 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 and what the good parts of, of life can be. If you are, you know, beat down your entire life, you're going to be mad at everybody, regardless of how nice they are to you. Yeah. I, I guess that's, uh, that, that's probably the, the, the takeaway. Um, I, uh, I, I think if I were you know, far be it for me to give uh, Rod Serling writing advice, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think if, um, if I were doing this again, uh, I, I would probably like pick some new group to, to pick on <laughs> because again, it, it's not that long after world war two. I think the headline here is Keith Conrad says, quit picking on those Nazis. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mean that. I mean, for the Nazis. Oh the God. Nazis sorry, sorry. Have somebody else to pick on. Yes. That, that is not what I meant at all. <laughs> Definitely an, uh, a completely opposite intention. There. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> the, 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 Nazis the go Nazis. pick on somebody else. I, I mean, I know there's only so many groups because the Nazis hated a bunch of people. Oh, my so, gosh. So there's only so many groups you can, you can pick. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I actually not, now I'm, I'm second guessing myself because I don't know which, which group you would pick that the Nazis didn't already pick on. How about themselves? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when, when Nazis and communists are beaten up at each other, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. So. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> See, I guess the headline here is quit hitting yourself, Keith Conrad, to Nazis. But uh, it's in a sarcastic way. You're bullying Nazis. Now you're the good guy. If they're bullying Nazis, are they the good guy? Oh, that, that, that's a, that's, that's a good question too. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think the bullying is the problem. You if know, I've completely ruined this episode, we can start over. <laughs> I, I don't think so. No. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So, uh, Dennis Hopper, Peter Vollmer, um, which every time I say Peter Vollmer, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm about to say Peter Bankman, but, um, yeah. yeah. So young upstart Nazi just trying to get a crowd together. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Uh, like, it's one thing, like, early on. Like, he's just saying some uh, some normal, everyday white supremacist stuff yes. that, uh, you know, seems to filter its way into the national zeitgeist every once in a while. Uh, sometimes from higher profile people than others. Um, so, like, I could get, I, I, I could get some people getting caught up in that. You know, because because oh, of course, I think, we, I think we've seen that a little bit, uh, a little bit recently. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, the talking earlier about a message, and you know, you, I mean, you just said it. It somehow finds its way, you know, back into uh, the national zeitgeist. You know, on cycles. I guess you know that's <laughs> that's actually really the main message of the episode. In that he's alive, he can pop up. You know, eighteen years after you know we thought he died in a bunker, or he can pop mm -hmm. up during a rally in Charlottesville, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so like, it's one thing when he's just, you know, when, when he's repeating talking points yeah. from, <laughs> from, uh, from, from Hitler, which, uh, you know, 
obviously that can that can catch on with some people. We've we've seen that happen. Um, the the thing that jumped out at me, and and I don't think I had really noticed this like in previous viewings. Like I, I I guess I was aware of it. I just I just didn't necessarily think of it. It's the fact that he's like giant pictures of Hitler and and Goebbels and and uh, uh, the fat Luftwaffe guy. I forget his name. Um, <laughs> we can just call him the fat Luftwaffe guy. He, he's got he's got giant pictures of them. Like it's not like he's trying to hide what he is. Like geez, even Tucker Carlson tries to hide some things. <laughs> and again, not two decades after. Like we ju- we all came together yeah. and rationed and you know did everything we could for the boys overseas. You you would think like the the big group of people that's coming to see him talk like before he even takes the stage, they're looking at these giant pictures of like Hitler and and uh, and everything, and they'll be like, "Wait a minute, are we the baddies?" <laughs> <laughs> they, would, they would think twice and leave. But... He takes the opposite care of like the Americans in man in a high, in, in the high castle. Like everything's out in the open. They're not, he's not sneaking around nothing. Yeah. So, so that, that struck me as a, as a little odd. And then, uh, you know, I, I, again, I guess we shouldn't be expecting, you know, if they're Nazis to begin with, they probably, we we shouldn't be expecting, you know, theoretical physicists or anything. No, no. But so they, they stage this murder of, of one of their, people and so so first of all he says oh this person ratted us out so we're going to kill him and then they try to and then he tries to turn him into a martyr you'd think the people around him would be like wait wait a minute what's going on here <laughs> like, which is which is true here and i mean i guess you know in every time we've kind of seen something like this throughout history you know the crowd that gets riled up doesn't really stop to think about why they're getting riled up so whether that's, that's a, you know, a failing in writing or a failing in, you know, staging the episode or on purpose, I think it, you know. Yeah, I, I should actually point that out that, um, you know, like to me, it's like disappointing and kind of. Uh, oh, of course. Watching it. But, you know, to your point, it's 100 percent believable. Oh, 100 percent. Absolutely. We're so, yeah. like you said, we're seeing it now. Yeah, we have, we have seen it now. Yeah. And, and I mean. You know, you know the line from uh, from the Dark Knight. You know, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Sure. Watch, uh, watch cable news and and tell me that's not true because Gosh, it's like, you know. Li- listen, Dinesh D'Souza is uh, is accusing uh, Tucker Carlson of being a big liberal. So that like Ouroboros of <laughs> is, is, is truly something. I read something like that the other day and he like uh, he got, he got banned from OAN or something like that. Like one of his articles. Yeah. That's, that's uh, something. <laughs> that is something. Yeah. Uh, also something is Peter Fulmer. <laughs> um, so actually, you know, to your point, I'm thinking about the, uh, uh, the, the line that, uh, um, you know, the old man Ernst says that he was at Dachau for nine years. Was Dachau operating for nine years? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, nine years seems long for any concentration camp. Oh, no, I, I stand corrected. It, it opened uh, March 22nd, 1933. So, yeah, it, it could have been open wow. long. That, that's amazing to think that they were actually uh, operating Holy in 1933. Crap. Wow. Um, 
Uh, props to Ernst, by the way, because if he would have been uh, sent there, he would have been uh, would have been probably raising some 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 trouble for the Nazis. Yeah, for sure. So, good guy Ernst. <clears throat> uh, and trouble for the Nazis never a bad thing. No, no. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a good takeaway from this episode. Uh, c- contradicting what you thought I was saying earlier. <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna. You're never gonna find a day where you look at the Nazis. God, they've just had so much trouble lately. I wish they could get a break. Yeah, so just, just, just lay off them for a while. Jeez. People could isolate any ten seconds of this episode and get us both fired. I, I think they could. Yeah, but uh, I mean that, that's uh, you know that, that's the risk you take when you're talking about a uh, uh, an episode where the Nazis are, are coming back. It's very <laughs> true. I, right now or really at any time, <laughs> um, but especially right now. Um, so uh, as uh, as uh, Peter is uh, is 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 getting the crowd all wee weed up, um, uh, Ernst uh, shows up and uh, and and basically just says, "Why are you people listening to this moron?" <laughs> and uh, uh, I believe uh, Peter Peter punches him. And uh, and and ultimately, uh, Hitler decides um, uh, that that Ernst needs to die, even though like you know he, he's done whatever damage he's going to do. So I'm not sure exactly why that had to happen. Other than much like the uh, much like uh, a Leo having to die at the end of Titanic, it was it was because <laughs> the script called for it. So that that's uh, that's that's what happened. Uh, Peter uh, Peter shoots him. And I, I think at the end, the police aren't actually coming because of Ernst, right? They're coming because of the... Yeah, I think they're coming because of the, the actual... Uh, yeah. Nick. Nick, uh, Nick. Nick was his... Nick the Nazi was his name. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, ultimately they, they're going to try to question him, but uh, he runs away and uh, the, the police shoot him. And uh, Hitler sort of slinks off into the background. I mean, it was pretty obvious that that was Hitler from like second one, right? Yeah, I, I was a little, uh, little little verklempt as to as to why he didn't realize that right at the beginning. Just just based on what the guy was saying, it, it seems like it would make a lot of sense. Not stepping out of the shadows. In, in other words, Peter wasn't all that bright. Had a named Ava with him. Um, yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened, to Ava? Would, <laughs> So uh, here, here's my my question for you about this particular episode. Uh, do you think that uh, that that Hitler uh, is is actually actually exists in this uh, this little little Twilight Zone episode, and he's he's going from place to place, striving to put wrong what what's went right, like the the opposite of Bruce Banner in the Hulk in the Incredible Hulk series. Oh sure, yeah. Or is um, he just a figment of uh, Peter's imagination? I mean, I think he was, yeah, gosh, I think he was probably a, a figment, right? Because when um, when Dennis Hopper, like, sees the his uh, Hitler's shadow, um, mm-hmm. means there's six more weeks of hate. Um, right. right. <laughs> um, and he's still, you know, he's, he's failing to accept the fact that he's even dying. So I think if he's that delusional in that moment, uh, he's he was probably delusional enough to see... Uh, to, to think he was actually talking to Hitler, being recruited and trained by 
the big guy. You know what? I'm not going to give Hitler a pet name. Uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least I'm not the only one who stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> the big guy. Uh, yeah, that that's a yeah. Don't don't get. That's a good. Uh, you know, I th I think. Um, uh, you know, we we said very early in the series. If you're ever looking into the camera and screaming, "I'm Hitler," um, you, you've done. You've made some wrong choices in life. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think this sort of in in the same vein. If you've if you've given uh, Hitler a pet name. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you really. Probably need to, to back up and, uh, and, and rethink things. Uh, so Peter gets shot by the police. Uh, and uh, and as he's dying, he says, uh, don't you understand? I'm made out of steel. And uh, and he dies and, and Hitler slinks off. So Poor I, uh, uh, you know, one less uh, one less neo-Nazi around. So that that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and. I, I, what I really liked uh, about this episode um, is uh, uh, Rod Serling calling uh, uh, Peter Vollmer a, a Bush League Fuhrer, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, like, I, I think I've, I first heard the term Bush League, like, in college by, like, you know, just some dude friends. So, like, hearing Rod Serling call something Bush League is very funny to me. Oh, that's it. That's interesting, because because yeah, that, that was kind of a, a term for minor league baseball. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was used in uh, political circles quite a bit uh, between uh, two thousand and two thousand eight for for you know no no particular reason. Of course. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, Pearl Jam had a song uh, called "Bush League" that was about uh, you know President Bush, because you know alternative rock bands doing songs about uh, about heavy political stuff always goes over well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, not not uh, not to besmirch uh, Pearl Jam, my, uh, <laughs> my 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 fellow Chicago countryman uh, Eddie Vedder. Oh, absolutely. Um, did you? Uh, so, I mean, this is one of the better season four episodes. I would say it's definitely one of the more memorable ones because I think I think it's one that um, you know, unlike a lot of hour long episodes, you know, most people. It it shows up a lot in marathons and, yeah. and a lot of people. I, I I think there may have even been like a shortened half hour version of this that I've seen pop up every once in a while. Man, they could do that to a lot of episodes in season four. They they could. I mean, they, this was definitely one that um, I I wouldn't say it necessarily needed an hour to tell it, but it it didn't seem like there was a lot of filler there. It seemed like yeah. they actually, you know, in, in other words, Rod Sterling had a lot to say with this episode, so he he took the whole out. Um, and, and, you know, I could actually see if, um, you know, when they were talking about turning it into an hour long, you know, hour long series, that this may have been one of the first episodes that he wrote. And he was like, oh, yeah, I could do an hour. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Never mind. I'm not going to. I, I think I've said enough uh, one liners that could be isolated. So I'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's probably a good idea. Um you know, I, I think the, uh, the 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 thing that always strikes me is odd, and you know, I said this earlier. Um, he, he's a Nazi living with a Jewish guy, and I just like I, it, I keep coming back to that. Yeah, it's you're right. It's this isn't like apt pupil where like wait a minute, no, that's not even a 
apt comparison. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it makes no sense, much like my attempt at comparing this episode to apt people. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, you know, that that's just, uh, you know, part of that can be attributed to don't try to make sense of what uh, what a Nazi is thinking, because they're probably not. If you're going to isolate anything, isolate that. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Where would he go next? This phantom from another time, this resurrected ghost of a previous nightmare. Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, Florida, Vincennes, Indiana, Syracuse, New York. Any place, every place, where there's hate, where there's prejudice, where there's bigotry. He's alive. He's alive so long as these evils exist. Remember that when he comes to your town. Remember it when you hear his voice speaking out through others. Remember it when you hear a name called, a minority attacked, any blind, unreasoning assault on a people or any human being. He's alive because through these things, we keep him alive. Gabatron?